from Cowork 591 Studios. This is the Steve Brown Arts Center Podcast Network. I'm Jim Gillespie with producer Blake Tempest. This is the Jessup News. First, the city report. The community hall is available for rent. The community room is a 3,000-square-foot facility located in the basement of Jessup City Hall, 791 6th Street, and available seven days a week, including holidays from 6 a.m. to 12 a.m. There are 28-foot banquet tables and approximately 145 chairs. Room capacity is 153 people. The room is accessible by elevators or stairs. Four public restrooms are available. Kitchen facilities include the use of a sink, microwave, refrigerator, roasters, and serving utensils. Please contact Colin Mead at Jessup City Hall, 319-827-1522 for information and reservations. On another note dealing with the city, the Jessup Library Board of Trustees, as appointed by the mayor with council approval, appointees are made in November for five-year term. The board includes Trailer Riding House President, Eric Holger Vice President, Dana Hummel Secretary, Al Vanderhart Corresponding Secretary, Craig Emick, Angie Sabers, Brianna Decker, and Stacy Conrad. City meetings that take place. The Jessup City Council meetings are held the first and third Monday of every month at 7 p.m. at 791 6th Street in the Jessup Council Chambers. The Board of Adjustment meetings are held the third Thursday of the month upon application through the City Clerk's Office. Meetings are at 5 p.m at 791 6th Street, Jessup City Hall Conference Room. The planning and zoning meetings are held the second Wednesday of the month upon application through the City Clerk's Office. Meetings are at 7 p.m. 791 6th Street, Jessup City Hall Conference Room. Monday, October 3rd, the Jessup City Council met regular council meeting on Monday in the Jessup City Hall. Public access to the meeting was accessible through YouTube from a computer, tablet, smartphone, or telephone. Mayor Chris even called the meeting to order at 7 p.m. Members present included Denny Bell, Curtis Shares, Dave Bishop, and Craig Wright. Absent was Todd Rolfson. Motion by Bishop, seconded by Wright to approve the agenda. Motion carried 4 to nothing. There were only a couple of items that were dealt with at the meeting. New business included, Mary even spoke regarding the Iowa Economic Development Authority Community Development Block Grant application for neighborhood revitalization presented to the city by INRCOG. The application deadline is November 1, 2022. INRCOG can prepare the grant application. This is a two-phase program. The first phase is a planning to study a target, a specific neighborhood for revitalization. The local match for Phase 1 is $6,250. The second phase of the program is a revitalization of the selected neighborhood. The local match for the Phase 2 is 15% of the total project request, with a maximum award of $1.75 million. The council discussed potential areas of the city for revitalization. The mayor suggested the original plot area. Motion by Bell seconded by Wright to approve applying for the first phase of the IEDA CDBG Neighborhood Revitalization Program grant application. Motion carried 4-0. The second piece of business, motion by Wright seconded by Bishop 
to set October 17, 2022 as a public hearing date for an ordinance to amend Chapter 99, Sewer Service Charge. Motion carried 4 to nothing. With the change of our septic or our sewer, we need to change prices. So they're, they're going to discuss it that night. They adjourned at 7.09 p.m. It was a short meeting. There was a bus tour in Jessup today. It would be Wednesday, October 5th. Um, they arrived about 9.45, and they had breakfast in the basement of City Hall. There were 45 people from around Cedar Rapids, and Rachel Thomas served them breakfast. They spent the day out among the Amish, and this afternoon they're coming back, and Rachel is going to serve them cupcakes. Also, the city is very excited as today... The school, the high school, provided service throughout our, our community here in Jessup. If you saw high school students throughout the community, you, you know what they were doing. Thanks goes to Jessup High School. This is the Steve Brown Art Center Podcast Network, and we are broadcasting from Cowork 591 Studios in Jessup, Iowa. The Jessup Public Library upcoming events. Include Little Tot Storytime that meets every Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Join us for songs, stories, and more. STEM Wednesdays, November 2nd at 1.30 p.m. I ask you, Buchanan County Extension presents STEM Wednesdays on early dismissal days. Join us November for scurrying squirrels with a squirrel story, a squirrel activity, and a snack fit for a squirrel trail mix. Most suitable for grades K through 4. Registration is required and limited to the first 15 kids. Call the Jessup Public Library, 319-827-1533 to sign up. Don't forget the Dutch House Book Club by Ann Patchett, Monday, October 17th at 1 p.m. At the end of the Second War, Cyril Conroy begins an enormous real estate empire, propelling his family from poverty to wealth. His first order of business is to buy the Dutch House, a lavish estate in the suburbs outside of Philadelphia. Cyril's son Danny and his older sister Maeve are later exiled from their house where they grew up by their stepmother. The two siblings are thrown back into poverty and they find that all they have to count on is one another. It is this unshakable bond between them that both saves their lives and thwarts their futures. The Dutch house is, is a dark fairy tale about two smart people who cannot overcome their past. Also in October, there's the Spice Club, turmeric. At the beginning of each month, pick up a take-home kit that includes a featured spice, information on its history and uses, and a recipe or two. Open to cooking enthusiasts of all ages, supplies are limited on first-come, first-served basis. Monday movie, Father Stew. Monday, October 24th at 1 p.m., based on a true story, Father Stew is unflinchingly honest, funny, and uplifting story about finding purpose in the most unexpected place. After surviving a terrible motorcycle accident, Stuart Long, played by Mark Wahlberg, wonders if he can use a second chance to help others find their way and leads his former amateur boxer to a surprising realization that he is meant to be a priest. Despite a devastating health crisis and the skepticism of church officials, and his estranged parents, Mel Gibson and Jackie Weaver, Stu pursues his vocation and courage and compassion, inspiring not only those closest to him, but countless others along the way. It's rated R, and it's two hours and five minutes. 
That is Monday, October 24th at 1 p.m. at the Public Library. Please join us. This is the Steve Brown Arts Center Podcast Network, and we are live at Cowork 591 Studios in downtown Jessup. I'm joined by producer Blake Tempest. I'm Jim Gillespie. And the Cowork news this week includes Smiley Sandwiches and Soup October 10th. Smiley will have a variety of sandwiches, Philly Cubano grilled cheese sides and some soup as well. Cash and cards are accepted. That is 11 a.m. to 1.30, October 10th. The Home Brew Coffee Truck is here this month, October 5th, 7th, 12th, 14th, 19th, 21st, 26th, and 28th from 6.30 until 10 all of those days. Please stop in. And October 17th, Foods Here Mobile Food Truck is here serving breakfast and lunch. You will not want to miss out on their breakfast burritos. Cash and cards are accepted. They are here from 8 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon. This is the Steve Brown Art Center Network. In School News Network next week, there's no school on Monday as the teachers have professional development. There is a school board meeting in the middle school library at 6 p.m. on Monday. On Tuesday, is a makeup for school pictures that day. So Monday or on Tuesday the 11th, you parents that want want to make up for school pictures, get registered for that. Other events on Monday the 10th, the JV football game scheduled at Wakan High School has been canceled. Again, that the JV football game has been canceled at Wakan High School on Tuesday. There's junior high volleyball versus Gladbrook Ryan Breck at Joseph High School in the South Gym. And then versus Gladbrook Junior Senior High School at Ryan Beck High School that night. There is a preseason archery meeting for parents at 6 o'clock in the cafeteria for all people interested in archery. That's Tuesday night, the 11th, in the cafeteria. Thursday, October 13th, is the conference cross-country meet at Union High School. It's actually at the golf course in the Port City. Call the high school for information. Also at 4.15 that afternoon, junior high football plays Union Middle School in Dysart. On Friday, there's varsity football versus Dubuque Wallet Catholic, and they play their games at Loris College. That game starts at 7 p.m. That's Friday night. On Saturday, the Jessup volleyball team plays volleyball at Denver Community Schools at the Denver Athletic Complex. That tournament starts at 9 in the morning on Saturday, October 15th. If you haven't been to the Denver Athletic Complex, it's a beautiful facility on the south side of Denver. This is the SBAC. Obituaries this week include Dolores D. Lynch, 93 years old, of Independence, Iowa. She died on Friday, September 30th at ABCM West Care Center in Independence. She was born on February 9, 1929, in Kono Township of Buchanan County, Iowa, near Rowley. The daughter of Gus and Martha Adelia Hart Bergstrom, she graduated from high school in Quasquidan, Iowa, with a class of 1946. On September 14, 1946, she and Clement Hugh Lynch were married in Winthrop, Iowa. He preceded her in death in 2009, 
Mrs. Lynch was a psychiatric aide at the Mental Health Institute in Independence before retiring. She was a member of the First United Methodist Church in Independence. Mrs. Lynch always had a garden where she grew flowers, particularly peonies and roses. She enjoyed knitting, crocheting, and walking. She also flew with her husband in their plane. Mrs. Lynch is survived by one daughter, Anne Dake of Independence, three grandchildren, Lori Harris of Cedar Rapids, Aaron ha- Linda Hass of Independence, and Jeff Dake of Vinton, Iowa. She is also survived by 16 great-grandchildren and 11 great-great-grandchildren. In addition to her husband, she was preceded in death by her parents, one daughter, Christine Hudson Pillar, and two grandchildren, Mike Dake and Tracy Haas, two brothers and four sisters. Also, Thomas Tom M. Fuller, 82 years old, of Jessup, Iowa, died Monday, October 3, 2022, at the Western Home Communities Deary Suites in Cedar Falls, Iowa, following a short illness. Thomas Michael Fuller was born in Jessup, Iowa, October 14, 1939, the son of Omer Basil Fuller and Mary Woods Fuller. He attended schools in Jessup and graduated from Jessup High School with a class of 1958. On October 22, 1960, he married Dion Fisher. The couple later divorced. On December 22, 1980, he and the former Karen Levive Smith were married in Cedar Falls, Iowa. They made their home in Jessup. Tom worked at John Deere Engine Works in Waterloo, Iowa, and was a member of the UAW. Local 838. He loved golfing, building houses, and restoring automobiles. Tom had a spicy sense of humor that always kept people on their toes. He was a devout sports fan and loved to follow the Jessup Jayhawks, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Iowa Hawkeyes. Tom was a member of the Jessup Golf and Country Club and spent a lot of time volunteering his talents as a handyman. He was a member of the First Presbyterian Church and was a loving husband, father and grandfather that will be missed by many. Thomas survived by his wife of 41 years, Karen Fuller of Cedar Falls, his children Brent Fuller of Phoenix, Scott Fuller of Waterloo, Lene Hartwick of Timoth, Colorado, Clint Fuller of Waterloo, Iowa, his stepchildren Lynn Kramer of Hudson, Iowa, Lori Hill of Cedar Falls, Iowa, and 11 grandchildren Ann Fuller, Lindsay Fuller, Ben Mulder, Brody Hardwig, Addison Fuller, Adrian Fuller, John Kramer, Jamie Kramer, Tyler and Hannah Hill, Alex Hill, Brandon Hill, one sister, Marion Elson of Independence, Iowa, and two stepsisters in Iowa. Marlis Fuller of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and Cleta Fuller of Brandon, Iowa. Thomas proceeded in death by his parents, six brothers, Charles Fuller, Robert Fuller, John Fuller, Bill Fuller, Don Fuller, and James Fuller. Four sisters, Lucille Fuller, in infancy, Marge Moore, Fran Crawford, Joni Ewall, and one brother-in-law, Jim Elson. White Funeral Home, Jessup, Iowa, was in charge of arrangements. This is the Steve Brown Arts Center Podcast Network. If you get an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, please donate to the Jessup Splash Pad Capital Campaign. They've worked real hard, and they're well on their way to having a splash pad here in town. Um, If you go to the city website, you can find a way to donate. 
Contributions to the City of Jessup, a 501c1 tax-exempt organization, are tax-deductible to the greatest extent of the law. I know many people have worked real hard to build a splash pad or get, get it constructed. They haven't started building it yet, but to raise funds to get it constructed, please donate if you get the opportunity. Today, Today's show is sort of dedicated to giving. Um, our students at the high school have donated their time. We have a group donating their time to to build a splash pad. It reminds me of a, of a story about the great German artist and Renaissance artist, Albert Dürer. Albert Dürer um, comes from a family of 18 children, and he had a twin brother, Albert. Albert Dürer was alive from 1471 to 1528, and they both, Albert and Albrecht, wanted to go to art school. With 18 children, there was no way their father, who was a great provider, but was not going to be able to pay for both boys to go to art school. So one night, Elbrook and Albert made a deal, and they flipped a coin to see who could go to art school. Elbrook won the toss. The deal was that Elbert had to work in the coal mines in Germany for four years while Elbrook went to art school. Elbrook was incredible at the art school. As a student, he was actually te- teaching classes, and he was way ahead of the st- all students at the art school. Well, after four years and incredible success, he returned home, and his father had set up a table in the front yard for all of his children even, and even some neighbors, and he put Elbrick and Albert at both ends of the table. As the banquet began, Albert stood up for a toast to his brother Albert, who had worked for him for four years in the coal mines. And he said, I'd like to toast my brother Albert for financing my way through art school for four years. As he was doing that, Albert looked down at the other end of the table, and Albert was in tears. He was shaking so hard, and they were not happy tears. They were tears of sadness. And Albert said, Albert, what's the matter? And Albert raised his hands up, and his hands were mangled from four years of working in the coal mines. And he said, Albert, I cannot, I'm lucky to hold this glass to toast you, let alone to do any art. I cannot be an artist. And he was in tears. While Albert vowed to recognize his brother. So his, he asked his brother to be a model for, one, for an art piece. And he drew an art piece. Many of you would know this art piece. I'm sure you've seen it. It's called The Praying Hand. Those hands are Albert Durer's hands. If you look at them, they've been mangled from four years of working in the coal mine. The most famous hands, perhaps, to, to ever be, be painted or drawn. Another Steve Brown Art Center news, October 22nd at 9 a.m., Jen Loeb, world-famous mountain climber, will be speaking at the Jessup High School in the South Gym. She's going to talk about how 
She prepared mentally, physically, and diet-wise to do that. This event is a fundraiser, and the cost is a free will donation. We'd like to welcome you all on Saturday morning at 9 a.m., October 22nd. Please tell your friends. Jen does a super job of talking about her experience. Another thing that I'd like to share before we finish today, we have so many talented artists in our community. We have Mike Stabell and the Do-Overs. We have Noah Burridge and the Noah Burridge Band. Um, locally, we have Bruce Berenger and the Bruce Berenger Band. We have Ann Rock, who is an incredible artist, Luke Baldwin, Sidney Andrews. We, we have incredible artists in our community. And that, one, of the, one of the goals of the Steve Brown Arts Center is to promote them. If you have any, anyone you'd like to share or like us to promote or any events you would like the Steve Brown Arts Center to do, Please email us at jgillespiegolf, that's J-G-I-L-L-E-S-P-I-E-G-O-L-F at gmail.com or call 319-290-0241 and leave a message. Also, if you would like to give us any news, contact us at that number or that email as well. Little Victories. This is a little victory. This is the first edition of Jessup News as presented by the Steve Brown Arts Center Network. And we'd like, we hopefully would like to present news every week if this works out. I'd like to thank our producer, Blake Tempest, that invests a lot of time. I'd like to thank Tony Lang and Kelly Seahouse at Cowork 591 Studios. They have invested a lot of time on this as well to get us started. Again, if you want to uh, learn more about the Steve Brown Arts Center, check us out on Facebook or on Twitter. If you want, if you want to contact us or if you'd like to donate to the Steve Brown Arts Center, the address is 1329 River Road Boulevard, Independence, Iowa, 50644. Or call 319-290-0241. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.